Pod paste and delay cre creates. When you see people that are late 40s, 50s in nursing homes because of health concerns that probably could have been preventable, that scares you into continue running. And also, you know, you really seek out the joy in it because you know that it's a, it's a well-rounded approach, not only for you, but for your family, saves money, and it just keeps you young. That's Seth Baird. If you want to upgrade your identity and form new habits in endurance sports, then you should listen to this episode of D-Lake Creates. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So, a.k.a. D-Lake. Tips and tactics, you could train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the PRs, you could beat it, course records, it comes in your upcoming season. Right. Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none. Just be a master of some. What is up? I'm Darren, your host of D-Lit Creates, running for Masters of Some. The internet's most exciting endurance sports podcast. Through self-improvement, we help serious endurance athletes master some of their health, some of their fitness, and even some of their life, because it's all the same. And in being your host, you can trust me because I'm a lifelong endurance athlete that's ran a sub three hour marathon, completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours, and currently trying to break 16 minutes in the 5K. So I'd say I know a thing or two about most of the things that we talk about. Quick warning, we use some adult language and cuss a bit. Be mindful who is around when you listen. Seth Baird would identify as a runner based out of North Carolina, just north of the Charlotte area. I came into running by pure accident. I was hit with a bad back injury a handful of years ago, which led me to running. Years ago, you couldn't pay me to run around the block. Some episode highlights, AKA why you should listen. Uh, he prefers running 400 repeats over longer distances, and you'll find out why. Figuring out if he needs to do more or less to find his passion, and much, much more. A bit more on Seth Baird. In a past life, he was a hardcore bodybuilder. He founded Athlo CBD to help athletes with recovery, a professional occupational therapist by day, and a father of one daughter at night. Without further babbling, let's get on to the conversation. Warm up complete. What was the toughest transition into the, the runner's mindset and identity? And um, it's kind of like a two-part, like, were, were there any demons in your head? Like, you know, sayings going over and over, stories replaying that, that didn't serve the transition from bodybuilder to runner? The aggressiveness from bodybuilding does not pan out well when it comes to running. And learning how to be calm and relaxed is that's the hardest transition I've gone through. Going through that, you know, everything 100%, you you push yourself, you push your body to the absolute breaking point, the failure point all the time with bodybuilding. You cannot do that with running. So for the first year of running, I approach it the exact same way I approach bodybuilding. If I'm not breathing hard, if my legs aren't burning, if I'm not running uphill as fast as I can, if I'm not running every single day, with a new PR, even though I'm running around the block, I'm not going to get better. And that led to injury after injury after injury. And it took over a year because, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell anyone that, you know, after the first few months, I realized I need to slow down. No, that's a, a complete lie right there. I mean, you start a run easy, what should be easy. And next thing you know, you look down at your watch and you're like, oh, I got this one. Let's push through this one again. 
And it's just over and over and over. And I just kept beating myself down. Um, that was the hard thing. My wife was in my ear. She kept saying, you're running too fast. You run too fast all the time. I come home with a new blister every single night, you know, or a new ache. This shin, this day, my right hip. Now my back's acting up and I was exhausted. And so backing off and getting rid of that mindset of all or nothing, failure is the only way to do it. And really listening to the body, taking a step back, that's been the, the hardest transition. And then once that happens, then the progress starts coming. It's like, okay, maybe I don't have to beat myself up every single time out here when you run. Um, I don't know what your background in running is, but it's, we like to go fast, you know, just in general, it's running slow. It almost felt like extra work. I'm out of my rhythm. You know, let me open my stride up and run and backing that off. That's, that's, that's been tough. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's very well put. How did it feel going, like coming home with those blisters? Because a lot of people don't do that, man. A lot of people just stay with, you know, they, they have bad running form. They just think that they need to be out of breath to have a good run. Like where, where was that? When was it? Who was it that, that made the, the identity change? When I was running, I never felt, I felt so much frustration and sometimes anger with myself that the fact that my body wasn't able to keep up with what my mind thought I should be able to do all the time. So if I came home with a blister, you pop it, you put moleskin on it, you run the next day. If I come home with shin splints, I ice it at night, rub it down, I'm going to run the next day regardless because that's where my mindset was. And I was getting so beat down, like, why can't I, my mind is strong. Why is my body not able to do what my mind wants it to do? I can do this. Um, and it's just constant. I mean, just going through all sorts of, you know, prehab, rehab here at the house, icing, rolling. And it was just like nothing's working. And then when I you know, started running races and realized that, wow, I'm not really improving that much. You know, why did I beat myself up for months for this showing at a half marathon? Like what in the world? Like you got you got more than that. And you, are you serious? And that's when I was like, OK, yes, you're knowledgeable about health and fitness. Yes, I know about bodybuilding that's not running it's time to be a true beginner all over again and that's when I started researching a coach and let me go with someone that I can I will stick to whatever they say and that's that's made a huge huge difference but it was about I don't think I saw a coach I think it was two years so the first year was nothing but injuries I ran a half marathon second year I ran another half marathon was only a minute or two faster than the first half marathon a year you know prior and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to beat myself up again for another year for one more minute increase. And so that's when I was like, okay, let's get with someone. Let's get a plan. Let's stick to it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, well, we can put our heads together and think through this. And also having someone else, I love my wife. I, I, I tell you all day long. I listen to everything she says. I, I do my best. Sometimes it goes in and goes out the other year and I can't find it again. <laughs> so, but a coach... You know, plus the financial commitment, I'm paying for a service. I'm committed to what the plan is, and I want to see what they can do for me. And that was two years into it. That's a, that's a great that, – that, that was really, really uh, well said and well put. Um, and I, I think it's the I – would, I would say it's the not improving and, and the delay gratification that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Um, you're, you're delaying that because you're like, I'm going to really feel good. And then you realize, I guess this goes with mindful runner, you realize that running slow, it allows you to be mindful, you know, like, because when you're hurting, you're just thinking about the pain. I guess you're being mindful because it hurts. But you're like, you're thinking about, oh, I want this to end or whatever it is, you know, oh, yeah, give me more, you know, whatever, you're masochist, whatever it is. But like being mindful, it's like, you know, you slow down to that, that, um, you know, I call it Z2, zone two heart rate. You can like, 
go like, oh, look at the trees. I never saw that before. You know, like, wow, that's a beautiful building. I never saw that before because you slowed the fuck down. So um, I do agree. There's fun, funny, um, I think it, it, it applies. I'd say it applies to runners, but not as much. But definitely with swimmers, when I don't know if you swim, um, but do you swim? I was on a swim team for about five years. Oh, shit. And I never got anything above an eighth place finish. I think that's impressive. And so it, it didn't it didn't last long. It didn't last long. Nah, man, you know how to swim. Well, first off, you're black. Yeah. Uh, secondly, you know how to <laughs> swim. You know how to swim fast. Yep. Um, your triathlon sounds like it's right up your yeah. Ooh, I, I don't know about fast. I don't know. That was my problem. I could <laughs> I did a free breast and back, but the speed. I mean, it's just I don't know if my technique was off. I mean, I'd be moving as fast as I could, and people. I mean, I got lapped at times. It was, it was, I could swim forever. I just couldn't swim fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. Well, anyway, so you probably know this, and um, I didn't find this out. I started swimming about seven, eight years ago, uh, before I did my my Ironman triathlon, which kind of got me all into this whole health and fitness thing. But I couldn't swim slow. I could swim medium. I could swim fast. I couldn't swim slow. And I remember uh, going and getting some swimming lessons. And uh, basically, you know, after doing drills and they were like, yo, you should 70, 80 percent of your training should be drills. And I was like, what? They're like, you need to just go. If you can swim slow, like if you can have that, you know, that uh, that high swolf, that uh, that swim golf where you have a really low stroke rate, but you're going like and you're covering and they're like, you'll then be able to swim fast with less energy. And I was like, that makes no damn sense. And then and then once I was able, once I drilled the shit out of myself after like pretty much a year and I was like, oh, my God, I can swim slow now. Like, and I was like, oh. So then swimming became a whole new mindful zen type thing for me because the whole water around your body thing, you know, open water, whatever it is, like obviously water is cooler than your body. So it's like I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And then swimming fast, it was like doing intervals on the track, whereas before it was like death. So it took a, a huge mindset change because I was never getting faster swimming. I was like, how am I more fit in running and cycling, but I'm not more fit in swimming. So anyway, I digress, man. This is, this is about you and your identity change. We've touched on your bodybuilding and, and how you went from bodybuilding to running, but um, give, give me a bit, a bit more elaborate version of it if, if, you, if you feel like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, ad break. This episode was brought to you by me, D-Lake Coaching. We show you as you get older how to perform better in health, fitness, wellness, endurance sports, and life. We're all getting older, so rather than being like most humans on the earth and declining, why not be better, stronger, smarter, faster, and more wise than the 10 years ago version of yourself? Our NLP trained coaching experience will help you live your best life through habits and intentional decision making. Go to delatecreates.com slash coach or email us talk at delatecreates.com spell the normal way to book a free consultation call today. And back to the show. We've touched on your bodybuilding and, and how you went from bodybuilding to running, but um, give, give me a bit, a bit more elaborate version of it, if, if, you, if you feel like it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the first point I ever played was soccer, four years old. Um, and I think that was one of the best things for me. I played soccer all the way through high school. I also played baseball and basketball. Uh, but soccer... I think it was kind of foreshadowing something because I never had problems running. I could run all day long, as long as I'm chasing something. I couldn't just run to run, though. And so grew up playing sports all the way through school, got to college, played baseball in college. And again, in college, 6 a.m. workouts, a lot of the conditioning stuff, the running was never a problem. 
you know, we get in trouble, whatever may happen, punishment. Okay, cool. I can run. I'm not worried about that stuff. And there was one day at school where we had a relay race and we lined up against a handful of the track team, you know, college bets, you know how it is back then. And I was able to beat majority of them in the relay race. And the coach actually approached me and asked me to go out for track. And I hope I didn't say it out loud. I must have said it to one of my guys, one of my buddies back then. But I told him, like I said earlier, I can't run just to run. I need to be chasing something, running for a ball, running away from someone. I can't run just to run. Why am I going to be out here just running? And so I did everything under the sun not to run. You know, that was just not my cup of tea. Um, But I was always interested in fitness in general. Um, So my degree is in business administration, but I also have a personal training certification. So I did that on the side throughout. So and then that's why that transition to bodybuilding came in. Um, But I realized throughout all that, being as healthy as possible, that was kind of what I was doing all along. You know, it's always how can I be active? I'm I always am more fun when I can be when I'm moving. You know, if I'm sitting still for a week or something, it hits me. You know, I'm not the same person. I cannot sit still. So movement is big. Um, and so my entire life I've moved. And this is just an extension of that. Love it. I love it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about that. I mean, obviously, we we Instagram friends, and uh, it's one of those things, man. Because uh, Remy, you know, uh, Jean Jean Mike yeah. Remy, uh, which I feel like I met both of you guys through the hashtag Black Runners, yeah. Uh, uh, the 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 hashtag Black Runners, um, and it's funny because it was the same exact time, and I was like, these two dudes. I feel like they're just like cousins and old friends of mine. I don't know what it is. And then like I heard, you know, I finally heard Remy and I think you on the podcast and then you put videos up. And I was like, and they sound like me. And I was like, yes. I was like, I love these dudes. And I was like, I got to get them on the fucking podcast, man. Because obviously we live in different parts of the world. But if we were, you know, if we were in high school or college together, man, we'd definitely be hanging out. Oh, uh, we hit it off. That's it. So, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, But you know what? The internet connected us, man, because there'd only be one or two of us at our college or high school. Now at the internet, there's a whole yep. hashtag. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a whole hashtag full of us. So um, it was Black Men Run. Sorry, Black Men Run. It wasn't Black, black Men Run. Yep. Yeah, Black Men Run. How was it going from the bodybuilding standards of success, which is subjective, which is a judge? Yes. You know, obviously you can be swole. But like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm more swole than this guy. Like, I guess if you measured your swoleness, but everyone's different. So it's obviously physique and, and all that stuff. I don't understand it. Um, but that's subjective. You can't you can only win based on a judge. You know, it's similar to figure skating um, and gymnastics. But then there's the objective success of running, which is just time, you know, and distance covered. Um, and I guess how you feel is somewhat subjective, but whatever how like tell me about that transition do you, do you like it more um some people I, I've, I've asked this question to bodybuilders and they're they're okay with the subjectiveness of it so like you know it's it's either or there's no right or wrong but is it apples and oranges do you think it's better like what, what do you think it's very subjective just like you said and i i enjoyed it at the time but on the outside looking in the constant self-judging along with other people judging you. I'm mean, even my workout buddies, my, you know, my close, you know, friends, my workout partners constantly. Oh, what'd you hit the other day? Oh, what'd you hit? Next thing you know, I'm glancing at you in the mirror. You glance at me. Are we going to step on stage with each other? I think I'm going to drop down a weight class because I don't want to mess with you or I'm going to step up a weight class. You know, it's constant that I don't want to say animosity, but it's 
you're always eyeballing and judging other people. And then when, once I got into actually competing, I realized that there's a lot of politics that goes along with bodybuilding as well. There's a lot of trainers and athletes that know some of the judges that, you know, you may not get scored, quote unquote, fairly. But it all depends on what the judges are looking for that day. So you'll see guys on the big stage, the Olympia level, and they might be doing, you know, physique competition. Those guys are so big that if they go to a uh, local show, they will be out the heavyweight guys at local show. Mm. It's such a huge, drastic difference. And so I, I think I was, it was before my wife moved down here and I was fortunately living alone at the time. So I did have time to be really self-consumed. You know, I would meal prep and have, you know, Arnold YouTube videos on or Dorian Yates or, you know, Jay Cutler, these guys that have YouTube videos on. I had, a, uh, you know, a huge full length mirror, you know, in the bathroom, of course. And I had another mirror in the other bathroom. And if you walk by a mirror, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to look at myself. How am I looking? Is it coming along? Yes. Ah, I need to do this a little bit more. Or you take a picture and no matter who you are, if you take a picture of yourself and you look at that picture, it's going to look different than what you expected yourself to look like in the picture. And so that constant, oh, maybe the lighting was off. You know, do I need to change? So I was consumed by that. And honestly, bodybuilding, you have to be extremely selfish to get very good at it because your entire family has to buy into the diet. Um, My wife and I broke up at the time uh, way back when, when I was bodybuilding, because unfortunately I was very consumed with, I can't go eat there. I got a show coming up. I need to go to sleep. No, I, I really can't go out tonight. You know, I, I just, I need my sleep because I got to get this workout in tomorrow. And so it was, everything was very much about me. Fortunately, we didn't have the little one, you know, and didn't have those obligations, but it's very self-consuming. And so then going into running out of the blue, it's, I mean, I remember the first, the first week I posted something, Hey, good job. Great time. You know, someone posted online and I was like, well, I thought I was kind of, I thought I should be faster than that. You know, of course, this is my, during my injury plague days. And just that little plug of like, hey, good job, you know, and it's like nothing to do with what's your time. No longer was I getting those, you know, questions. How much do you squat? How much do you bench all the time? It was, no, good job. Go for it. You know, it's just the running community. There's, I guess, when you get to the elite level, numbers matter. But on the amateur level, completing something, regardless of the time, that's what gets people going you know? And so I really, really enjoy running because of the more objectiveness to it and the camaraderie. Not to say that there isn't camaraderie in bodybuilding. There definitely is, but it's a very different mindset, very different mindset. That's beautiful, man. That, that's really, that's really awesome that um, you, I personally like more objectivity, you know, and I would think that running's more mentally and overall healthier but to each is their own you know a lot of people like bodybuilding a lot of people like um you know focusing on their physique i just feel like it's just really hard to to go i did it i hit the objective that i wanted like unless you win identity question do you do what all things runners do the last three months yes wow i would say i am a runner i mean for the longest time I said, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner because I kept comparing myself to the elites, just like with bodybuilding. Like, yeah, I was in it, but I'm not really into it. Cause I'm not on the Olympia stage. I'm not at the Arnold, you know? Yes. I, you know, play second in some of the local shows and things like that. But I was like, nah, nah, I mean, when I get to that point, then I'm it. I'm a runner. I mean, if, and 
I would kick myself a hundred times over if I could talk to myself three years ago, you know, those first few weeks I started running and it's like, you are a runner. You're just doing it batshit wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I I definitely, definitely consider myself a runner now um, based off the miles I'm putting in and based off how I feel and how much I look forward to getting that running on the day. Um, I mean, I guess runner, jogger, whatever it may be. Um, I definitely consider myself a runner now. Nice. So what are some similar habits between bodybuilding and running? Or you could go back to, you know, when you played soccer and baseball, what are some similar habits that, that you have stayed consistent? Oh, sorry, that have stayed consistent with you throughout. My love of movement, the fact that I really enjoy challenging myself, that's been consistent throughout. Um, with sports and a lot of, a lot of sports in general, you can make little tweaks and you can have immediate results from that little change in form, you know, bring this foot forward a little bit, step back a little bit, make sure you're not on your heels. You can have almost immediate differences in performance running. You can do those little changes, but as far as the significant performance increases take longer to, to meet. And that's similar to bodybuilding. I mean, you can bust your butt, but it takes a long time. They said, what safely you can put on maybe one to two pounds of muscle every two weeks around that. And you think about it, you know, big scheme of thing, that doesn't seem like much. So you have to dedicate month, 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 a year. Oh, I do look a little bit different. Running's the same way. Um, and so my approach, I'm very competitive with myself. Um, but that's, that's been, a, there's a really good correlation between bodybuilding and running because the progress does come slow. But if you stick with it, it's there. It happens. Next section. Main set finished. Let's get to know our guest a bit more with the fun cooldown segment called the five, five furious fast and furious fantasy. I'll be up in the gym just working on my fitness facts. Five fast and furious fitness facts. That's five F's too. I really like that. Uh, AKA get to know your local corner store master of some because you know we're just hanging out at the corner store and you're like I want to know more about you this is what this this podcast uh, segment is for here we go in five words or less what slash who do you identify as in health fitness and endurance world I'm a runner my passion's in running I enjoy cycling um, but I'm a runner. I'm a runner through and through now. It's taken a long time to convince myself to say that out loud, but I am a runner. Someone will steal all of your bikes and all your running shoes if you don't pick one, bike or run. You have to pick one and why. Ah, oh, that's brutal. That's brutal right there. I got to go with run. The grind of running getting out there getting the miles in that's that's what gets me going right there it's just it's the it's an uphill battle um to get better um don't get me wrong i love cycling but running everything about it and i just love those hard efforts that's that's the bread and butter right there get you breathing hard yeah man i'd say i'm like 70 percent on the hard efforts but uh this ain't about me it's about you um Favorite tequila, because I thought it was whiskey, what was on your Instagram, but favorite tequila. Ah, ooh. Um, what's, what's, what's it? Is it, is it 
Tarmara? What's that tequila that came out that uh, Dwayne just put out? I can't say the name. I tried it for the first time the other day, and it's surprisingly very smooth. Mm. But, te- but tequila gets me a little bit frisky, so I got to <laughs> stick with my bourbon, my whiskey. <laughs> oh, so you are a whiskey drinker. Okay. I right. am, you had through te- and through. You had tequila on your, on your uh, you were watching a debate with tequila, and I was like, that. that- <laughs> that's the only way to go. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then uh, I thought it was, I just assumed it was whiskey because I don't drink tequila. And um, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, well, you know what? What's your favorite whiskey then? Bourbon. Whiskey the, and or Woodford. Woodford. Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Nice. Smooth, smooth. Straight up on the rocks. Yeah. Two ice cubes. I don't want to get too watered down. Mm-mm. You, you know, two. you know, side rant. Funny enough, I used to drink uh, everything straight. And um, or neat, neat, as it's as it yep, said, because yep. I was trying to be all, you know, I was watching Mad Men and, you know, I was like, ah, I was getting into my whiskeys and I was, you know, I'm like 25 feeling myself. And um, I, I remember someone was like, I started drinking like, oh, it was uh, Oban, it, the really super expensive, like top shelf. Like I ended up getting it. I was DJing. Uh, back in my other life when I DJed, and I remember I would get free drinks, and I was like, yo, let me get that old band. Because they were like, yeah, you can get anything. I said, anything? <laughs> I was like, I've never had Top Shelf. And then I remember I'd, I was like, neat. And they're like, bro, you do not drink this neat. And I was like, no, nah, I don't put an ice cube. They was like, man, you got to put the water. It's got to open it up. I was like, what? So yeah. then they were like, yo, the PD stuff's got to open it up. I was like, oh. And then like my whole thing, I'm like, a couple drops of water now, you know, like, because I don't like it watered down, but just got to open it up. You got to open it up. So that's my whole shit is, is opening it up now. What does Black Lives Matter mean in the context and lens of being an endurance athlete? To you, five words less. Opening doors. Opening doors, possibilities, letting other people, minorities, people of color, know that there are other outlets, avenues of activity that they can participate in safely. So bringing awareness to uh, a new sport, breaking the mold, um, and getting more people of color involved in it. Um, we just need more. Can never have enough. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Hey, here we go. This is the fun one. What's your least favorite slash hated workout, run workout? I think mile repeats. Ooh, why? Mile repeats. And it's... And it's in the moment when I'm in it, I actually don't perform that bad, but my mindset isn't, hasn't caught up yet to my ability. So the self-doubt is still there. You read the numbers, look at it, it scares the shit out of you. I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Who puts these numbers up here? And then it takes the second or third one. It's like, yo, I'm doing this, but I feel awful, but I'm able to maintain it. So it's, it's that mental hurdle mile piece. If I can get over that, I feel great getting into the workout, but that's a, I'm still learning to deal with that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, that, it's, it's the brain, man. And I, I've been reading up on brain training um, for, you know, tra- brain training for running and racing. And your brain only lets your body do stuff if you've done it in increments. Like you can't go from like a 25 minute 5K to a 19 minute 5K in like three months. Like your brain, your brain won't let you do it. Even if you have the ability, your brain won't let you. I mean, there's probably like 1% of the population that could do it. But your brain's like, no, you're going to kill me. Stop. So you got to go to 24 and your brain's like, Okay, all right, maybe we could do 2330. Like, and then you, you're like, because the pace is your brain's like, not as, like you said, you, you, you freak yourself out. And that's actually your brain trying to stop you from killing yourself. Like, your brain's like, I don't, you don't know what you're doing here. I'll control this. I got you. Because you will kill us, and that's not good. So, my whole, my whole purpose here is to preserve our, our life. <laughs> yes. And then it's like, it's like, it goes, like, it's real funny because it will be like, stop. 
You know, the first thing is like, stop. No one will know if you stopped halfway through the, through the interval. No one, will, no one will know. And then you're like, slow down. Ooh, that kind of doesn't feel good, huh? And then your brain starts playing tricks, and it's like, all right, now I'm going to stop giving blood to that area, you know, and oxygen to, to those muscles. And you're like, hold up. So your brain's actually controlling the whole thing. So you actually have to train your brain. And, and we actually, as humans, don't have as much control over our brains as we think because we're like, oh, I'm controlling. It's like now nah, your brain is actually separate from you. And I won't go into some woo-woo shit on that, but uh, the whole brain training, it's been the last 10, 15 years, been a lot of research into that. Um, whereas, you know, people will be dying on a half marathon and then the la- they see the finish line and they sprint. It's like, oh, where'd you get the sprint from? You, yep. were, just, you were just dying. It's like, because your brain was like, when is this going to end? Oh, my God, it's the worst thing ever. So, oh, here's the finish line. Yep, here you go. Here's some blood. Here's some fuel to those muscles. You got this. You got, I can see the finish line. We've done this before. So, like, that, yeah. that's the whole kind of... Um, paradox between it all i don't mean to hijack your your uh, five fast fun fitness facts um no no i'm with you i'm with you on that because i notice if i you know go ahead music i'm a big music list i listen to music all the time when i'm running and music allows me to block out that brain noise that chatter that inner chatter i block it out completely can focus on running if music goes out the window all of a sudden i hear my breath and my body's like obviously you're tired you're breathing like that you need to stop it's just it's crazy if i hear my footsteps why are you stepping so hard? Your, your legs must be tired. It's that constant train that just rolls. And so learning to get over that and the mindfulness and the training to be able to do those paces without letting that voice creep in, that's a challenge. Yeah. I look up to anyone that's been an endurance athlete for a lengthy period of time or even just starting. Getting over that, that's big. Once you can do that, break that cycle, whoo, sky's the limit, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see, see what's going to happen when you, when you open those doors. All right, last one. Why is your Instagram handle titled Mindful Runner? Where did that come from? I'm attempting to remind myself how to approach this sport. So I overcomplicate things often. Oftentimes run too fast. Majority of the time, don't listen to my body. It wasn't until recently that I really started to, how's your body feeling? Coming from bodybuilding to running, bodybuilding, you push through barriers regardless of how your body's feeling. If, you're, if your muscles are screaming, you do another three or four sets. You just go. Running, you can't approach it like that. So when I picked out mindfulness um, as my Instagram handle, I was hopefully that can be a little subconscious reminder to slow down, listen to yourself. That's the only way you're going to get progress when it comes to running. Um, and I'm getting better at that day by day, but that's where it comes from. If you want to find out more about Seth Baird on a personal level, listen to part two of this series, Google him, or check out the show notes. And as always, if you want to perform better as you age, don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none, just be a master of some. Add break. Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delaycreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills, all so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. 
you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connections to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow D-Lit Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode of Hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk at delightcreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram at delightcreates, or you can hit us up wherever you can find us. Last, this episode of music were created and produced by Podpaste and myself. So if you like any of the music, you can add it to your device playlist by going to delightcreates.com forward slash music. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.